welcome to St. Andrew and to our online worship for the fourth week in Lent and the second week of our national public health crisis, which prevents us from worshiping here in our church home together. That said, we have been encouraged by the fact that last week's virtual worship was attended by a number of you, in fact, maybe a few more than would have actually attended in this very room had we been here face to face. Also wanna say thanks to those who sent over pictures of you and your family members worshiping in the comfort of your living rooms and family rooms. That said, don't get used to it. I don't want you attending service with your PJs and coffee cups every Sunday because sooner or later, we're gonna want you right back here looking good. Also, we give thanks that uh, Pastor Nick has already been conducting virtual online Bible studies with our teenagers, and we're going to be looking forward to other ways to virtually connect around the goodness of God. But for now, as I like to often say, whether it's in good times or it's in hard times, it's a great day to know the Lord and to welcome you to worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, you are my strength. 
We say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us pray. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we invite the children to gather in front of the computer, the TV, the laptop, or the smartphone for a special children's message given by Lauren Rico. Hi, everyone. We miss you so much here at St. Andrew. It's so strange not to see you here in We Worship, in Sunday school, or in preschool. So we have a little message for you today. Here I have a rock, and I'm squeezing my rock. And no matter how hard I squeeze my rock, I can't change its shape. I'm trying and I'm squeezing, but the rock stays the same. And this represents the things in life we cannot control. There are a lot of things going on right now that we can't control. Some of those things are that there's a virus going around and some people are getting sick. We can't control that school, church, and some of our activities have been canceled. And we can't change that we're not allowed to see some of our friends or family for the time being. These are things we cannot change even if we wanted to. Now here I have some Play-Doh, and when I squeeze my Play-Doh, the shape does change. I can pull it apart, I can put it back together, I can roll it around. I have control over the shape of my Play-Doh. And this represents the things we can control. So some things we can do are we can wash our hands really well multiple times a day. We can spend time at home with our families, reading our Bibles, and working on schoolwork. We can eat healthy foods and drink a lot of water. We can be nice to our parents and try not to drive them too crazy while we're not in school. These are things we can do right now. Now, I have one more thing, and it's the most important. I have a cross, and this represents Jesus and his promises for us. Jesus is the one thing that always stays the same. Even when the world is changing around us, his love for us will never change. He is protecting you, he's caring for you, and he's with you every second of the day. 
So even though things might look a little different right now, and maybe even a little scary, we can trust Jesus to take care of us because he loves us so much. And that is something that is never going to change. Let's fold our hands, bow our heads, and say a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for being our best friend. As we're home from church and school, help us to rem remember that you love us and you are taking care of us. Thank you for being our protection and our guide and for your love that never, ever changes. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. But some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, you were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not have sin." But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the scriptures that we traditionally use during the season of Lent here at St. Andrew, we often find ourselves encountering a group of legalistic religious leaders known as Pharisees who were meticulous about religious laws, and therefore they were challengers to the gracious ministry of Jesus. 
But because the Pharisees were also obsessed with things like hand washing and cleaning utensils, it occurs to me that this year it may be good to have one or two of them around here. The other thing that occurs to me on the basis of the passage that you heard a moment ago is that as many folks here at St. Andrew know, whenever I have the chance to propose a toast at a special gathering or celebration, I often use the words, here's mud in your eye. Even though a lot of people don't know to this day that their genesis comes from this passage in John chapter 9 in which Jesus does exactly that in order to give a blind man his sight. So that this crude toast turns out to be a biblical wish, a way of saying, here's to your health. And more importantly, here's to the transforming power of Jesus and his presence in your life because Jesus is the light of the world and he helps us to see things in new ways. But another thing I want to raise up and highlight from this passage in the context of the pandemic is a brief but important moment in this miraculous ministry of Jesus. And it comes at the very beginning of the chapter when Jesus and his followers see this blind man and his disciples ask Jesus a question that I think a lot of people ask over the years and at times like this with many variations on the theme. Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he would be born blind. The implication is that those are the only two options and it had to be one or the other. And that's because they were taught that in addition to the fact that we live in a fallen world where the signs of that fall are all around us and everywhere, that there also had to be a very direct cause and effect relationship between that man's blindness and some sin that he would have committed, maybe even before he was born, given the fact that he was blind from birth, as if he gave his mother a swift kick in the womb. And if it wasn't him, then it had to be his parents, because they were also taught to believe that if parents sinned, the children could be severely punished. And so that's why they asked the question the way they asked it. As usual, Jesus gives the unexpected answer. He says to them, neither sinned. This is happening so that the glory and the work of God can be revealed. And with that, he puts mud in man's eye, tells him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And when he does, he sees. What follows is some wrangling involving the Pharisees, also involving the man's parents, also involving the man himself who doesn't really get who Jesus even is. What he gets is that light has come into his life that was once shrouded in darkness because Jesus is the light of the world. I want to invite you today to take your cue from Jesus. Instead of spending a lot of time saying, why this, why now, why here, who sinned? Instead, open your eyes and look for God working in selfless and tireless health care workers, in people who are checking on their neighbors and friends to make sure that they're not alone, in Italians who are singing to each other from their apartment balconies, and on and on and on. 
As you can probably imagine, canceling public worship for anything other than a paralyzing snowstorm is against everything and every bone in my body, as our staff and leaders well know. But last week I read a devotion online that was written by a pastor, I believe in the state of Washington, entitled, Love is an Empty Church which was his way of saying that hard as it is, that family of God was doing its part, not only for the health of their congregation, but for the health of the whole human family, including people who don't even really get who Jesus is, but through people who know the light of Christ and who bear his name, can have their eyes opened to the love of God in a stunning, dazzling, brilliant way. So let's do that in every way that we can, even from a distance. Let's keep hope alive and look for the power and glory of God. And let's be part of that work long after this pandemic subsides. Let's give thanks for the one who gives us the eyes of faith to see that he's present with us even in the hard times because we're his children now and forever. Let's wash our hands and as we do, let's remember the one who gives us clean hands and washes our sins away because we've all sinned, but we've been made clean at the cross of Christ by the blood of the Lamb. And so, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Here's mud in your eye. Here's to your health. And more importantly, here's to the transforming presence of Jesus in your life today and in all of your tomorrows.
Almighty God, your power is made perfect in our weakness. Your mercy and love are unending, and your grace is sufficient for us always. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, our hearts and minds are transformed to be more like Jesus, who not only heals our flesh, but restores our soul. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we give you thanks for all those who are on the front lines of care during this pandemic. We ask you to protect and watch over first responders, nurses, doctors, emergency medical personnel, and those who clean and maintain facilities and all whose selfless service aids and comforts your people in every earthly need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up all who are injured, ill, or dealing with afflictions of body and soul. Give them your strength as they face trials and tribulations of all kinds. May they know your grace and comfort, and may you give them your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For students and teachers from every classroom, for the educational ministries of our congregation, and especially for our preschool, that your word may be taught and lived out fearlessly. We ask that during these times when teachers and students cannot come together, learning would continue in whatever way possible. Give strength and guidance to parents who are now fulfilling the role of teacher so that the spirit of learning and wisdom that comes from you alone may be fostered for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, look with favor upon all those who are in positions of leadership. As decisions need to be made, help leaders to do so with wisdom. May they trust that you are indeed working in all things together for good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. During these times when we are unable to gather in person, Lord, we give you thanks for the technology that allows us to gather in other ways. Help us to use this time and this day to strengthen our faith in you, and may we trust that your Holy Spirit is working at all times and in all places. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands we commit all of our prayers, trusting in you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who remembers us in his kingdom and has taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.